This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Reporting for this podcast was supported by the MSF DNDI grant on neglected tropical diseases as part of the Doctors Without Border Media Fellowship. The fellowship encourages independent, impartial and neutral reporting on health and humanitarian crises. Kalazar Medical Research Center KMRC as it's called is an institution in Muzaffarpur city I caught an electric rickshaw near my bus stop and asked the driver to take me to Kalazar hospital without batting an eyelid he said Rambag road par considering Kalazar is a neglected tropical disease I was quite surprised the rickshaw took me to a modest looking building in the middle of a busy marketplace but this two story hospital which was the epicenter of some of the biggest kalazar outbreaks in the country was by and large empty it was not always like this dr sham sundar who established the non-profit with his friend anil sharma decided to work on kalazar because the medicines for it then were no good the number of cases were so high that in, even in one day i used to see 30 to 40 patients new patients we had limited capacity so there was a huge waiting list uh, of these patients and it was very dif- i mean it was very difficult to prioritize uh, because you know everybody is looking at the death if they are not treated kalazar is a potentially fatal disease if not cured which is why it has been a massive public health problem in these parts of the country scientists and public health persons who work on this disease call it visceral leishmaniasis or vl this disease is a neglected tropical disease meaning it affects the poorest of poor the most marginalized persons and ignored by the pharma industry it is prevalent in most parts of bihar some parts of jharkhand uttar pradesh and west bengal and other parts of the indian subcontinent such as nepal and bangladesh in bihar nearly all districts had kalazar but as of this year all the endemic blocks have shown less than one case per 10000 persons for a year since 2022 Hello I'm Menaka Rao reporting for this episode of the Suno India show. This is the second podcast in the series on Kalazar. This story is about how Kalazar has now been nearly eliminated in the country and discusses the key contributions of various stakeholders and policies. Rakesh Kumar, Bihar state in charge for Kalazar and vector borne diseases, has been working on Kalazar since 2012. He speaks with me in an office full of printouts of several different kinds of statistics relating to the epidemiology of Kalazar in Bihar. पहले आप उत्तर बिहार में देखेंगे तो लगभग वहाँ का सभी जिला उत्तर बिहार के टोटल कालाजार से अफेक्टेड थे. वहाँ का 80 परसेंट जो आपका डिस्ट्रिक्स है वो कालाजार अफेक्टेड थे. उनके 80 परसेंट ब्लॉक्स भी कालाजार अफेक्टेड थे. 80 परसेंट ठीक है और बिहार कंट्रीब्यूट करता था पूरे भारत का 80 परसेंट केस 2014 में आप देखेंगे कि 8000 समथिंग केस थे ठीक है जो आज की तिथि में घट के मात्र दो सौ इक्यानवे रह गए हैं टू ठीक है उस समय हमारे जो जिले में जो भारत सरकार एलिमिनेशन का जो क्राइटेरिया निर्धारित किए थे लेस देन वन केस पर टेन थाउजेंड 
वो ब्लॉक थे मेरे 130 130 ग्रेटर देन वन केस पर टेन थाउजेंड पॉपुलेशन एट ब्लॉक लेवल ये 2014 की बात करता है आपका गाँव में ठीक है जो आज 2022 में वो घट के शून्य हो गए हैं अब सब लेस देन वन केस पर टेन थाउजेंड पॉपुलेशन हो गए हैं ठीक है और ये अभी पिछले साल से अभी वो कोई भी आसपास ऐसा मंडरा कोई आसपास नहीं सब पाँच के नीचे पॉइंट के नीचे इन झारखंड टू और थ्री ब्लॉक्स इन पाकुड़ एंड डुमका were on the borderline in 2023 in the sense that they could cross the elimination target if one or two cases were reported before december end said dr birendra kumar singh jharkhand state's program officer for vector borne diseases but overall it is no doubt a huge achievement from more than 9000 odd cases in 2014 it has trickled down to about 493 as per the latest numbers in fact the who recently declared that bangladesh has eliminated this disease india is very close to elimination and it will be evaluated in the first few months this year when dr sham sundar speaks of overflowing wards he is speaking about the first few years of 2000s when there were lot of kalazar cases in the region dr sham sundar works in banaras hindu university also called bhu he would travel to his hometown almost every week yeah actually uh... Uh, I I was born at Muzaffarpur and brought up there, and uh, so I knew Kalajar even before I was a doctor. Muzaffarpur was one of the districts in the state that had a high number of Kalajar cases then. So when I graduated and did my post graduation at BHU, I saw the mismanagement of uh, man, uh, Kalajar. in bihar and uh, the drugs were not working there were no second line drugs were not available freely they have to be imported by the government and uh, available for only small number of patients uh, only in about 35 40% patients so this was a very pathetic story and uh, many of my patients had to be turned back because um, we had no option to offer they have already taken antimonials um, and uh, they were uh, no we had no option at that time uh, only thing was uh, pentamidine was used for the second line drug but it has to be as i said a very limited number of uh, patients and had to be imported and uh, it was through the government setup so this actually motivated me to work on this disease in the 1800s kalazar used to be diagnosed as a bad form of malaria the earliest cases of kalazar in india can be traced back to 1824 1825 when an outbreak of fever in jessore now in bangladesh caused approximately 7.5 lakh deaths over 3 years these have been now linked to kalazar There were outbreaks of Kalazar in Assam, Bihar, West Bengal, and UP every ten fifteen years, but the outbreaks reduced with the introduction of DDT spraying for malaria under the National Malaria Eradication Mission in nineteen fifty. DDT reduced the prevalence of sand flies along with the mosquitoes. When this program waned, Kalazar made a comeback. This was around the nineteen seventies. Around that time, 
द राजेंद्र मेमोरियल रिसर्च इंस्टीट्यूट ऑफ मेडिकल साइंसेस इन पटना इट्स ऑल्सो कॉल्ड आर एम आर आई वॉज गिवन द मैंडेट ऑफ वर्किंग ऑन कालाजार डॉक्टर कृष्णा पांडे स्टार्टेड वर्किंग इन आर एम आर आई इन टू even we had to keep patients on the ground as well it it was a very cramped up space of only 50 beds at that time aur tabhi sare yahan pe referred hote the not only our place it used to be referred even dr cp thakur dr tk jha and dr sham sundar of course they also used to see a large number of patients because the patient load was very very high at that time cases were also seen in medical colleges at muzaffarpur darbhanga and patna us waqt dawai kya thi dawai was sodium antimony gluconate at that time it was a painful injection okay. before that also there was pentamidine isothionate uh, which was another injection and which had again a lot of side effects in fact sodium antimony gluconate there is arthritis severe degree of arthritis in the in the in the knee joint in the elbows and all the joints Temporary of the or permanent uh, actually it was uh, sort of permanent so that was one of the important side effects but before that cardiac side effects were there and uh, i i have not seen any patient die with that but uh, my predecessor he has just retired dr vinandas dr vidyanand ravidas so he used to tell that he 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 had seen patients die of uh, this this drug because this was a painful drug had had to be given intramuscularly mm. for 30 injections the dose was 20 mg per kg for 30 injections theek hai so it was quite painful as well there were a lot of side effects mainly the cardiac side effects were there arrhythmias were there myocarditis was there so these side effects uh, i mean uh, uh, he he has told that he saw patients die with this the search was on for the medicine that works dr sham sundar pioneered many drug discovery studies on kalazar and firstly we started with uh, a supplement of uh, stibogluconate with uh, gamma interferon this was a uh, rockefeller foundation funded study uh, large study about 140 or patients found that uh, only 36% patients are responding to antimony alone and only 49% are responding to antimony plus gamma interferon gamma interferon is a cytokine which uh, stimulates macrophages and you know the parasite is inside the macrophage so it you know promotes killing of um, these parasites unfortunately this also didn't work i mean 49% by no result then uh, we uh, started working on amphotericin b and we used lot of amphotericin b deoxycholate but again it was very difficult you know these patients have to be admitted for 5 to 6 weeks and that drug has to be given intravenously infusions alternate day for almost one month i am mean 15 infusions every uh, other day and that meant that that was a huge economic impact on these patients uh, they lost their wages for say 5 uh, to 6 weeks somebody has to attend you know in india it is the family who attends the patients because there is enough not enough nursing available so there was a lot of uh, 
lot of regions that this uh, recommendation was uh, not followed. Uh, in fact, in year 2000, and there was an expert committee of government of India. I was also a member of that. And uh, it was uh, recommended that patients with significant re drug resistance or significant stipogliconate resistance should be uh, treated to amphotericin B deoxycholate. That was the drug which was available. The search was on for an oral drug which can be administered easily. One of the drugs that was found was miltofosine, which cured nearly 94% of the patients. But it had gastrointestinal side effects and could not be given to pregnant women as the drug was harmful to the fetus. In 2005, the government of India, Nepal and Bangladesh, they joined hands and they launched what is known as Kalajar Elimination Program. Now, this program was uh, started in 2005. Uh, with the uh, with the easy diagnosis, and this was another thing that we did first time in the world that we used rapid test, rapid diagnostic test using an antigen which is known as RK39. And now this test uh, was available as a rapid test. Initially, it was used as an ELISA, and we could get the diagnosis in ten minutes. Instead of, you know, patients getting splenic aspirate or bone marrow aspiration, uh, and this would not only be dangerous, very invasive, painful. And uh, so, uh, this the sensitivity and specificity of this these strips were very high. And so, the, uh, in elimination program, this strip was used for diagnosis, and then miltifosin was uh, used for treatment. Because it was the oral drug, it would, it would be easily, you know, distributed through the health centers. This elimination program did not really pan out. This is a clip from NDTV from 2011. In 2005, the Bihar government had promised to eliminate Kalazar in the state by 2010. Instead, its own data shows that cases have shot up significantly over the last two years. In 2009, 21,318 cases of Kalazar were reported, 80 died. In 2010, it rose to 23,084, while 95 died. But these figures may be just the tip of the iceberg. Many cases may be going unreported. The report showed Muzaffarpur Hospital full of patients and spoke about an overall lack of vector control activities and other preventive measures. In this time, the search for drugs was still on. This is Dr. Shamsundar. Meanwhile, we were working with other drugs, and one of them was liposomal amphotericin B, uh, which is, you know, lipid for formulation of um, amphotericin B, where the amphotericin B is encapsulated in liposomes. And, uh, and this drug was very effective. Macrophage preferably, preferentially take, takes up the liposomes and it is lipo, uh, uh, and the macrophages um, are the macrophages are the cells where these parasites are residing. So macrophages engulf these uh, liposomal amphotericin B, and uh, so it was a, almost a targeted delivery. And uh, this uh, we found in a very small dose, even 
3.75 total dose would cure about 90% patients. And we increased the dose up to 7.5 milligram or 10 milligram. It was, uh, again, more than 90%. Unfortunately, the cost of um, ambisome or liposomal amphotericin B was very high. At that time, uh, the 50 milligram vial would cost $200. And so it was beyond the imagination. It was because the company wanted to do some trials with us. So we did these trials. And then we left the, the, this study because of the fact that this drug was not affordable. Uh, then in 2007 and 2008, WHO you know, negotiated with the manufacturer of this drug, an American company. And they agreed to supply the drug initially for 9% and then 8%. So $18 or $16 instead of $200. Then it made sense that probably this drug could be uh, you know, uh, deployed in Kalajar elimination program. When this drug became available, we got again interested in this drug. And what we did was we used 10 milligram per kilo of the single dose, one dose. Remember, this earlier treatment was four weeks or, you know, one month. So one dose, and it cured 95.6% patients. And uh, same was the cure rate with the control, that is amphotericin B deoxycholate. So, um, I mean, this was really a game changer. This trial was a game changer. This work was published in New England Journal of Medicine. And fortunately, I mean, the company got motivated by WHO and others, and they agreed to donate the drugs free of cost uh, in 2012. And since then, they, have, they are uh, uh, supplying the drug through WHO to middle and low-income countries for VL only, for VL free of cost. Around this time, Drugs for Neglected Diseases Initiative, that is DNDI, convened a consortium of partners to identify the best combination therapies for Kalazar in South Asia. The consortium conducted a four-year-long implementation study between 2012 to 2015 in Bangladesh and India to study safety, efficacy and patient adherence of three treatment options including single-dose liposomal amphotericin B. This research provided the evidence for policy change. Single-dose liposomal amphotericin B became the first option for treatment of Kalazar, while a combination of paramomycin and miltifosine became the second-line treatment. Liposomal amphotericin B, or ambisome, its brand name, is given intravenously. It's administered just for one day, and it's nearly magical. The person who comes in for treatment in the morning goes back home officially cured. Rakesh Kumar, Bihar's in charge for Kalazar, says the drug was indeed a game changer. The previous drugs that were used, amphotericin B, was administered for 28 days to be admitted in the hospital. About 20% of the patients, he says, were lama or leave against medical advice. जो 28 दिन चलता था सुबह शाम ले, लेना पड़ता था पेनफुल होता था तो उसमें जो है बहुत से पेशेंट जो है लामा हो जाते थे 
भाग जाते थे इनकम्प्लीटेड हाँ इनकम्प्लीट ट्रीटमेंट हो गया ठीक है उसके बाद हमारे पास ये गरीब है, हाँ हाँ रह नहीं पाते थे उनको मान लीजिए पेनफुल हुआ लिए उनको रिलैक्स फील हुआ वो निकल गए 2016 में नया ड्रग का इंट्रोड्यूस किया गया वो एम्बीजोम सिंगल डोज ठीक है एम्बीजोम से ये फ़ायदा हुआ कि वन डे ट्रीटमेंट है वन डे ट्रीटमेंट वन डे ट्रीटमेंट में मेरा जो है जो लामा होता था वो किस लामा नहीं हो रहा है In 2016 the Bihar government at the time also started giving rupees 6600 towards wage loss to each patient who completed treatment along with the central government's compensation the patient got a total of 7100 the same policy was then adopted by Jharkhand government soon since 2014 there have been two rounds of indo residual spray and two rounds of active case finding in a year in Bihar and Jharkhand एलिमिनेशन तो हम लोग दो में कर चुके बहुत से जिले प्रखंड ऐसे हैं जो तीन साल सस्टेन भी कर चुके अब पांच पीएससी ऐसे हैं जो सस्टेन अभी नहीं किए दीज पी एस सीज आर इन सारण एंड सिवान डिस्ट्रिक्ट बेसिकली दे मैनेज द एलिमिनेशन टारगेट ऑफ लेस देन वन केस पर टेन थाउजेंड पॉपुलेशन एट पीएससी लेवल ओनली लास्ट ईयर दे हैव टू सस्टेन दिस फॉर टू मोर ईयर्स Hospitals that are treating Kalazar such as RMRI or KMRC are now largely empty. There were two patients with Kalazar in both KMRC and RMRI when I visited. I met a 30-year-old who was admitted at KMRC in Muzaffarpur. I do not have her consent to reveal her identity, but she told me that she was sick for 2 years since 2021. She lives in a village 20 kilometers away from Muzaffarpur city and has 3 young children between the ages of 2 years to 6 years. Her husband is a daily wage laborer earning about 250 rupees a day whenever he gets work. Her story is a reminder of how devastating this disease can be especially for women. Bahut sthiti kharab ho jaati. Matlab nahi chal pate the na koi kaam kar pate the na zyada ati wo kono halla karta hai lag bolta hai to lagta hai ki jaise matha mein ati lakhan ho raha hai ghabrahat lakhan tin na hota. She visited several doctors in both private and public institutions and her diagnosis was not clear. She would often be given just saline and released. Once she remembers she was even diagnosed with typhoid. She says she would feel better very briefly and then would be sick again and this really frustrated her husband. Bahut hi halla karte rehte hain anytime. लगातार पैसा लगाते तो हो हल्ला करते रहते रोने लगते थे क्या करा? टेंशन बच्चा सबके देख के लाइक मेनी वीमेन सफरिंग डिजीज फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम दिस वुमेन टू सफर्ड इन हर मैरिटल होम हर हजबेंड वुड जस्ट सेंड हर अवे टू हर मदर्स होम इन मुजफ्फरपुर सिटी विद थ्री चिल्ड्रेन मारते ये चौथी बार हां तो और कितना एक-एक महीना रहते थे एक-एक महीना दो-दो महीना रहते थे बहुत महीना 
The disease has kept them in debt of nearly two lakhs. Her mother has spent more on her treatment. One doctor finally sent her to KMRC suspecting Kala Azar, where she was diagnosed and treated. She was in the hospital with her sister-in-law who applied Alta, a red dye design on her legs and hands. She was trying to cheer herself up. Though the number of Kalazar cases have reduced significantly, the havoc it plays on a person's life when infected is the same. The biggest challenges to Kalazar elimination or rather sustaining it would be PKDL, that is post-Kalazar dermal leishmaniasis, the skin manifestation of Kalazar. As we discussed in the first episode of the series, this form of Kalazar can spread the disease. It's harder to detect and treat. There's yet another form of Kalazar, which is also very challenging. This is Kalazar among HIV patients. Dr. Anurag Papu, a clinician in RMRI, explains to me. Normal BL patients come to them, they parasitic load comparative two or three times. So, infectiousness is I met a 55-year-old in RMRI. He's from Araria district. He's both HIV positive and Kalazar positive. He used to be in what he calls sari business in Gujarat, but is now not able to work for quite a few years now. When people with HIV get Kalazar, it becomes very hard to cure. Both conditions suppress immunity. The Kalazar infection among HIV can accelerate the progression to AIDS. They get a combined treatment of miltofusin with ambisom. However, despite that, the relapse rate is as high as 50%. The mortality among these patients is very high and most of the relapse cases of Kalazar are these patients say experts. This man has got treatment at least 10 times of Kalazar. The head nurse explained. Even we have already used the combination therapy, means liposomal infiltration with multiposin combination. In the overall analysis, elimination of Kalazar can result in a huge reversal of public health crises. This disease used to cause every decade or so. But once the disease will no longer be in circulation in the numbers that it used to, the fear is that those still being infected with it will perhaps be left out.